Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. Oh, do I have an episode for you today. Get your pen and paper ready because this episode was created to support you specifically with what's working right now in the online business world. And I have an incredible guest here to help me have this conversation with you. My guest today is one of my dearest friends and one of the best humans I know. In fact, I have so much respect and admiration for this woman that I chose to partner with her for our joint program, The Coach Code. In other words, we have very similar business brains. I am, of course, talking about the incredible Rachel McDonald. So allow me to introduce you to her properly if you maybe don't know who she is. Rach is a business and mindset coach, speaker, and course creator who helps visionary women build thriving, purposeful, and profitable businesses online. She blends seven years of experience growing her own multi-six-figure business and a decade long career in corporate marketing and PR to help her female business owners give their big dreams clarity and direction, moving them out of uncertainty and into businesses and lives they love. Rach has been featured in Forbes, Smart Company, BRW, Huffington Post, and a range of other national and international media. Through her one-to-one coaching, Rach supports her clients in creating and launching sold-out programs and products, attracting their dream clients, transforming their mindset, releasing best-selling books, and scaling their businesses in a way that fully serves them. Rach previously created Bright-Eyed and Blog-Hearted, which was a really popular online blogging and personal development program taken by over 1,100 women from around the globe, myself included, and is the co-author of The Spirited Ebooks. In this episode, Rach and I joined forces to share with you the top five tips and strategies that we're both seeing working incredibly well right now in online business. They're all tried and tested recommendations straight from the coaching trenches. Both Rachel and myself are coaches who work daily with our clients in launching and building thriving businesses in the online space. And We're sharing the strategies based on, or we're sharing these strategies rather, based on what we're seeing from testing in our own businesses, from our clients' launches, and also what we're seeing with our peers. Like I said, there's a whole lot of value in this episode, and I know you are going to love it. Enjoy, beautiful human. My darling Rach, I am... So, so happy to have you here on my podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to be here. I was just thinking before we hit the record button, the context of our friendship and not just our friendship, but like our friendship in relation to business, because Mm -hmm. you and I talk about business and the online space so much and It's so nice to have that. I'm so grateful that, you know, we have a friendship where one minute we can be talking about our lives and the next minute we can be talking about, you know, interesting things that are happening in our industry. And I thought it would be fun to just chat briefly about how we came together to be, well, I guess business partners as well. Would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
We went on a trip to America last year. So Rach was my business coach when I was first starting out in business. And you and I, uh, we were talking about, you know, plans for the future. God, it sounds like a lifetime ago, pre-COVID. We were talking about potentially doing a trip to America at some point to go to a conference and just expand and, and travel. And then a conference opportunity came up and I remember jumping in your DMs and being like, do you want to come with me? And it was <laughs> the most hilarious thing because it just felt so guided and so I'm going to ask Rach if she wants to come. It's going to be so fun. And you replied in like 15 seconds with a, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just like, um, yes, um, of course I do. So good. And actually made it happen, which was amazing. So yeah, we went on a quote unquote business trip <laughs> for three weeks, which involved a lot of eating and drinking and all the things. But of course that was where uh, our program, the coach code came to life as well that feel like an accurate reflection of the trip? It sure does. I think I just remember us sitting in that conference room and we were both scribbling notes on our notepads and we're looking at each other like there's something here, right? Like there's something here where we can collab on this project. So it's been so beautiful to take that from that little seed of an idea um, and then bring it back home and, and make it happen. Completely agree. So the reason why I really wanted to have you on the potty today was for us to be able to chat about some of the things that we are seeing in the online business world right now and what is really working in terms of launches. Because while business and the ways in which we run business don't tend to change in that it ultimately is always about relationships and integrity and building genuine connections, launch strategies do. We see them go in cycles. And you and I talk about this so much because it's really fascinating how, yeah, things can shift over time. So I'm so excited to chat and have your perspective as well on what you see being, you know, some of the really key things that are happening in the launch world right now and how people can can take those and run with them if they're launching anything. Mm-hmm, for sure. Can you kick us off, babe? Five things that we're going to chat through. So tell us the first thing that you're seeing right now when it comes to launching. What do you see working really well? Well, I think, you know, when we're talking launch strategies, the most important thing is actually having a strategy. And and that can sound quite simplistic, but it's really, really key that there's a plan around that launch. And I think now more than ever, because there are so many people online, we need to have that strategy so that you know exactly what you're selling, why you're selling it, who you're selling it to, and then being really super intentional with your time. And I think also making sure it fits in the mix of what you're doing in your business over the course of a year, for example. How does that all work together? Um, The second part of that is making your launch an event and you can probably speak to that in a minute and I'll focus on just the strategy Mm. component, but also really important that there's some sort of occasion that people can tune in because again, we're, we're consuming a lot of information as soon as we open Instagram and Facebook or our inboxes every day. You know, one of the things with having a strategy, and this is coming from two business coaches who are strategists at heart is that it keeps us from getting caught up in shiny object syndrome, which is so easy to do feeling like you need to do all the things. And, you know, when we have this plan, we can be speaking to the ideal client. We can be staying committed to that bigger picture and we know what to say yes and no to, because there are many opportunities obviously to to veer off course and and do multiple things. But that plan is, is our little anchor that keeps us focused on. This is the plan. This is how it fits into the bigger vision with the business and let's stay focused and let's actually amplify what we're doing rather than diluting it. I think you and I are also really big advocates on not burning out, like the anti-hustle and having a strategy and having that plan in place, I think not only helps you manage your time effectively because you know what's coming up, but you can front load um, that self-care. You can weave all of that in when you know that you're heading into 
uh, what some people would call a sprint or an intensive work period, you can make sure that there's plenty of space on the calendar because you have that strategy mapped out and you know your next moves. And that's really, really important. And I think that's taken me many years in my business to really dial that in. Um, I've certainly had the opposite where I remember, you know, my first course launch, I had launched the course, hadn't yet created it. And I mean, I can still, (laughs) I can still feel what it was like to just be basically in the cave, in the creative cave for a good solid month working insane hours and really not taking care of my nervous system. So the strategy is is not just the business plan. It's also the, the plan to keep your energy really high so that when you are delivering the program that you're launching, you've got that energy there to call on and you're not winging it as well. So I think when we're winging it, we're not making decisions from a really empowered place and therefore you become more drained along the way. Yeah. And you start to question it from a mindset perspective as well, right? Like Absolutely. the the less strategic you are, the easier it is for that inner critic to really dial up and you know, tell you all the things that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a strategy, I always think about it like, well, this is the thing that we can come back to. So every time our brain wants to segue and, you know, take us into these other, you know, loops or, um, yeah, like take us off course, we can go, nope, I'm coming back. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not veering away. I'm coming back to the strategy. And in a time right now in 2020, when it is noisier than ever online. And that doesn't need to be a bad thing. It just is. And we also have more platforms and tactics than ever before. You know, we've got, we could do massive Pinterest strategies. We could do huge LinkedIn strategies. We could do so many different forms of ads. It is more important than ever because that shiny object syndrome, um, the opportunities to, to fall into that trap are bigger than they've ever been, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, we're both big fans of going deeper rather than casting the net so wide and trying to do all the things poorly. And I think, yeah, your strategy is going to give you the bones or that structure that you can come back to and say, this is why I'm doing this particular thing. Like all the dots connect and it's going to lead us to this desired result. Um, So I think, but, you know, very often, particularly creatives, I find um, my clients who really identify as being a creative first and foremost, they can shun the strategy a little bit, but eventually realize that, oh no, this is creating freedom for me. This is creating spaciousness because I know where I'm going next. And I don't have to be burning all those brain calories, wondering if I'm doing the right thing. And, And like you said, with the mindset stuff, getting swept up in any of the emotional stuff along the way. So I think, Mm. um, yeah, that's (laughs) two thumbs up from us for strategy for sure. A hundred percent. And the other part of that is like Rach said, like you said before, creating that event. So it's really about creating an opportunity for there to be buzz. And I always think about this, like you would a party, you know, if there's, if someone sets a date for a party, there's an instant energy around it. And we want to do that exact same thing with a launch. And so often what I find with clients is that it's really easy to want to shy away from creating that buzz because it's a way of keeping ourselves smaller and therefore safer. But this is where connecting to that, okay, I know that my success of my launch is about stepping outside of my comfort zone over and over and over again. And therefore I do need to go all in on going, this is an event. This is a thing that's happening. These are the dates of, you know, everything that's unfolding within the strategy and really connecting back to, yeah, what the event looks like. So, you know, what's the journey of A to B that you're taking your ideal clients on? What problem are you solving? How are you highlighting that to them? What stage are they at in their journey right now? And and how can you support them and meet them there to make that best decision for them rather than going, all right, I'm launching this incredible thing that I've spent so much time creating and I'm going to do five, you know, random social media posts and then be really pissed if I don't sell anything. (laughs) 100%, right? It's that protection mechanism. I'm thinking actually of a client who said to me recently, my tendency with launching has always been to hide immediately 
I announce the thing and I do the behind the scenes side of it. But as soon as I announce it, I just want to run the other way because that's when the mindset stuff will come up around being seen. And I think there's this other component that can sometimes play out around enthusiasm and not wanting to be seen to be too enthusiastic. Like don't play it cool. We want to see your energy. We want to see that magnetic excitement. When we know there's an event, we like to go on the journey with people and we like to get excited about those sort of milestone occasions. And you can really utilize that in your business for sure when it comes to launching. I couldn't agree more. And I love that descriptor around not playing it cool, but rather being in the enthusiasm. I think enthusiasm is one of the most attractive traits in humans. And I know personally, for me, when I look at the people that I'm following online, they're all really enthusiastic humans. And I'm so drawn to that. And you and I obviously talk about this so much. And it's part of the reason why we talk about magnetism in our Become a Client Magnet Challenge, which we'll, we'll obviously share a little bit more about at the end. But that magnetism is everything. And that does mean owning your excitement, owning how you feel, owning that enthusiasm, even if your heart's racing at a million miles an hour while you're doing so. And and I think acknowledging that enthusiasm can be vulnerable and that's okay. And that's how it should be. That, you know, if you have something exciting that you're launching out into the world and you're feeling really pumped about it, that there's going to be that small degree of vulnerability. But the bigger thing here is that this creation is calling you to step up into that and and you really have to be the example. So if you want your audience to get excited about it and to feel like this is the thing that I need, you as the leader or the creator of it need to be firstly being in that energy so they can really feel it. Okay. So we've talked about strategy and creating that event as being you know, something that is just so freaking important right now and and something we recommend when it comes to launching. And the second part here is the power of the pre-launch. So I'd love to dive into that a little bit next and, and I can kick off this one. So something that, Rach, I know you and I both preach so much is the power of the pre-launch and really knowing that it's not simply enough to launch something cold into the world. There really needs to be that runway and an opportunity for your ideal clients to fully understand why your product or your service is perfect for them. In other words, you know, building that no like, and trust factor. The studies around this change all the time, but you can read anywhere up to people needing to hear about something up to 20 times before mm-hmm. they're actually likely to want to purchase the thing. And we need to see it multiple times within 24-hour windows and 48-hour windows. And so this idea, this story that our brain so often tells us that if we're sharing something more than once, we're potentially going to be annoying our people is is total BS because we are business owners. Like we're using social media as a, a soulful sales tool. And that's okay because you're giving your people, you know, as heart-centered business owners, you're giving your people something that that they want or that they need. And so really as part of that strategy, spending probably 80% of your energy considering what that pre-launch looks like because the success of your pre-launch is going to lead to the success of your launch. And asking yourself, how can I really make that pre-launch content really shareable, really compelling? How can I be really present with my peeps, which is very much the thing that builds that trust factor? How can I show them that in amidst this online space, I'm a real human with real values that wants to genuinely support and serve them and help them in whatever way it is, you know, based on what you're selling. So, that pre-launch runway is so key. And, you know, I've I've witnessed that so many times in my own business. And I think that when I'm working with clients around that, and I'd love to know what you find for this rage, I, I find that it can sometimes feel like it's a lot if you haven't done a pre-launch before mm. and you've got in your mind that, you know, you just want to go out and sell the thing and start making money. It can sound like a lot if you're, if, you know, 
we as the strategist suddenly like, hey, let's add a couple more steps in this front end. It's like, what? What are we making this like more complicated than it needs to be? But you do the process once and you realize, oh, I get it now. Like this actually makes it infinitely easier because I spent that little bit more time on the front end. Do you find that as well? Yeah, I think, you know, something I think about and and often share with clients too is that we think that our audiences aren't noticing when we are starting to drop those little seeds or um, pique their curiosity a little bit with mentions of, you know, here's this thing I'm working on or uh, starting to hashtag a program or, or whatever it might be. I mean, there's multiple ways that can play out. But I think even starting in, in those subtle realms like that, people do start to notice. People clock that and they go, oh, okay, cool. So I can see that she's got something coming up. I have no idea what it is yet, but there's something happening there. And so I'm always recommending to clients, and I know that you would be too, just to to really start dropping that into your communications as early as you can really. Something I heard you mentioned about the little line around us needing to see something up to 20 times sometimes and that repetition being hugely important. I read not too long ago that where people move from that first sight of something where they're really clear that they don't want, want it at all and they're like, no, not interested or else they'll just ignore the ad or the, um, the messaging altogether. And then, you know, they might see it three or four times and then that will just start to move up to, say, 10 times. Around that 10 to 13 site of it, they're starting to go, maybe this would be valuable for me because I keep seeing it. And actually the way that they're talking about it is quite interesting and, and there's a problem awareness component there too where the person starts to realise that, yeah, actually that is something that I would like to shift or, or move through. And then it's hearing that message 10 to 13 times that, okay, this could be valuable for me. And then it's not until it's getting up to, you know, potentially 18 or 20 times that they go, okay, now I will purchase it. So you can just see how long that process can be. And if you don't have the pre-launch there and you're just coming out and saying, here's my new thing, do you want it? You haven't given them that opportunity to start to evaluate like that and, and go through that process. No, that's so true. I, I've had so many times in my own launches when I've reached out to women who are in my community and said, you know, essentially I created this for you. Like I think about you when I was putting this program together and at the start of the launch cycle, they might've said, no, not right now. It's not right for me. Thanks for thinking of me, whatever. But then towards the end, they're like, Ellie, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I want this. I know I said no before, but I've changed my mind. And I remind my clients of that so often because it happens so frequently. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't take no for an answer. That's not what you and I are saying in any way. It's more, if you're having that conversation with someone and they say they're not interested, absolutely accepting that to be a truth for them, but also just knowing energetically and holding out a window where it's like, that may change for them. And if it does, that's okay. And that's where speaking to objections is really powerful as well. So if somebody says that they're not ready to sign up to something because of time or money or whatever else, really speaking to that. So to give an example for the coach code, for example, you and I created this program, which we're about to launch again next month, like, or this month, is it November? It's November now when this is being released, but you and I very much created this program because we know the power of investing in a structure and a foundation and a client attracting system when you're really going all in on your business. Like that's the reason we created this. And we've tried and tested a lot of things and we know what works. And so we speak to that. It's like, we, we really understand that when you're investing in your business, it is an investment. However, this is why we believe it to be really valuable. And so knowing that your messaging is able to shift constantly to speak to those objections that you might be hearing from your people. Exactly. I always think about it as through the lens of fashion, like how many things have we said, 
there is no way I would wear that. I'm thinking of so many things popping into my mind now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not wearing that. That's, that is ugly. I'm absolutely not wearing that. And then give it six months and all of a sudden it's in my wardrobe. And I'm like, I swear I wasn't wearing that. <laughs> but it's just that repetition. I've seen it. I've seen it on people in my world. I've seen it on friends. I've seen it in, you know, store or in, in magazines or whatever. And I've realized that, okay, well, this can work for me too. So it just, you know, that's a nice little way to conceptualize that. It, it's that, you know, yeah. we need to be really active in that pre-launch. We need to be present. We need to be demonstrating the value and talking about how this can help take someone from a frustration through to, you know, having that solution or, or solving that problem. Yeah, completely agree. Can you take us through now our third point, which I, I know is like, a personal favorite of yours and mine. And we talk about this one a lot because it's especially relevant right now. I think when it comes to launching, this is the number one right now. So personalized and bespoke communication. So I think as consumers, we are overwhelmed with choice and um, our minds are busy trying to make a multitude of decisions. And we also really love to be made to feel special. So we don't want to feel like a number in anyone's community and particularly when we're looking to purchase from someone. Those one-to-one personal videos, there's a software called Bonjoro that you can send videos straight to people where you're popping up and saying, hey, and addressing them by name and talking about, you know, thanking them for being part of your community or inviting them to check out your sales page, for example, Instagram DMs. So utilizing that voice feature. I mean, when we hear from someone via audio like that, there's an instant connection. We get to feel their energy really differently, particularly when we're so used to receiving written communication, like emails and comments and messages on our platforms. I think getting an audio is really special and people, I mean, I can't tell you how many people when I've sent them an audio have responded and gone, oh, it's just so nice to hear your voice. And it's so nice to connect with you on a deeper level like this. So certainly, you know, weaving that in as much as possible. And I think it's important to say here that that is going to require a little bit more work. And it might be one of those things that if you don't have your strategy, going back to point number one, if you don't have your strategy and you're not mapping things out ahead of time, that it could potentially get pushed off the list because you just might not have the space to do it. But again, you know, if you can prep ahead and know that not only is this something nice to do and a nice way to connect with your audience, but as we're moving to a different cycle of where launching is online, that it's it's becoming almost necessary, I would say, that it, it just needs to be moved to the top of the list as something that you weave in and factor in. Um, and it can be with your team members as well. So it doesn't always have to be from you, although that is really lovely for people to have that connection. But just looking at the ways that you can have someone feel really important, really seen for them to be able to ask you a question directly if they have that and to feel like, yeah, there's this human to human interaction that's occurring. I so agree with you in all the ways. I think this is so exciting for anyone who is in the first few years of business or would consider themselves to be at a point right now where maybe they have, say, a smaller list. Like I often talk about small list benefits. Mm -hmm. And essentially this is one of those things that is actually a small list benefit. So if you're somebody who, yeah, starting out smaller community right now, honestly, like this is the thing right now, right, Rach? Like we're seeing it over and over and over again and we're sharing examples of it because it's so fun and exciting. And and I think also, would it be fair to say you and I have this personal love of it because we love we love anything that makes our peeps feel special. And so seeing that as an industry trend is is such a wonderful thing. But I think knowing that if you've got a small list, you can go through quite easily yourself and reach out to all of these people or reach out to all these people in your community. Like That's such a benefit for you. I mean, Amy Porterfield's not going through her, you know, <laughs> millions of people community and and able to to send video in this way. And so recognizing that it's a huge opportunity that you have right now, 
being able to create that bespoke personalized communication. Big, big fans of doing that. And it makes a huge difference as well on the other side. I'm sure you agree with that. It's that when you've had that touch point with someone before they've made that purchasing decision, the way that you communicate and the way that they show up actually when they're part of your online course, for example, is different. I absolutely see that because they can't, well, from their perspective, they're not just slipping in the back door. They've made it a non-verbal commitment to you that, yes, I'm here, I'm going to be part of this. And so they show up in your course community really differently, I find. There's just this feeling of, I know that this person, this, you know, the leader or the creator of the program is someone who is invested in my success and I can reach out to them because we've already had that personalized communication from the get-go. You know, that's such a great point actually. And I, and I haven't thought about it in that sort of detail. It's almost like a a two for one strategy there, Mm -hmm. because in a time when engagement rates within programs and course completion rates are lower than they've ever been because our attention span is lower than it's ever been, generally speaking. It is an incredible way to encourage more of that engagement and people showing up and therefore getting the results and therefore you getting the testimonials and the social proof that you want to be able to keep running that program and creating this incredible business. So that's just another great reason for investing the time and perhaps even just something to keep in mind if if it does feel like more of a time commitment. It's like, no, no, this is a two-for-one strategy right now. (laughs) So good. Okay, so on to number four, so official. Let's chat a little bit about empowered and soulful sales. So this is something that you and I also, I know Rach just so stoked about is such a, you know, important factor right now in business. I think that something that we're really seeing in 2020 is that the days of, you know, patriarchal bro marketing is, it's really had its time. (laughs) We're stoked about that because yeah, look, people are savvy. They don't want to be fed BS, which is so amazing because Rachel, you and I, we both gratefully have these heart-led, soul-led human clients. And it means that your genuine spirit, your integrity, your value-led business, now is the time where you are standing out. Like you are standing out because of what it is that you stand for, because people want to buy from humans that have the same values as them, that are people that are showing up in their authentic truth. And there's really, I believe from what I'm witnessing right now, that we're really seeing that there's no longer this belief that you have to adopt those bro marketing techniques to be able to create the million dollar business or the multi six figure business or the six figure business or whatever else. Like the two, they don't have to go together and they don't go together. And there's just so many more great examples of, you know, women in particular, because we're always flying, flying the female flag mm-hmm. uh, of, of female identifying humans who are embodying this so deeply. And so, you know, we teach soulful sales, you and I, and at the core of that, it's about empowering the human who is in front of you to make the best decision for him or her. And so it's absolutely still engaging in conversation around sales. It's still selling to your people, but it's doing so in a way where you're looking at the bigger picture of I've created something where I am solving a problem for my people. Like I know that to be true. My entire business model is based on that. And so therefore I can show up in integrity to have these conversations with people who are right in front of me, who are my ideal clients to say, Hey, it sounds like this is the perfect program for you. And being able to have those heart-led conversations. So it's really exciting because I think that it's going to continue to change the way that our women, our clients look at selling, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing because it's going to ultimately mean more money in the hands of incredible women, which I know we we both think about daily, right? 
Absolutely. You know, I was just thinking here around like, can we all just know that we are speaking to at, at all times when we are messaging online um, or we're having, you know, these private conversations with people who will potentially work with us, we're speaking to brilliant humans. And I think that's yeah. just really important that we are speaking to someone who is smart, who is savvy, who is brilliant. And who has, this is not their first rodeo that, you know, they've been here, they know what's going on and that they are going to have their radar up for anything that feels icky or anything that feels like they're being pressured. For one, if someone is pressured into a sale, which is obviously the complete antithesis of what we're all about, but if someone's pressured into it, they probably won't show up for the process. They won't show up for, for themselves because they'll have made a decision in a vulnerable moment and then they'll realize that they've made the wrong decision and there'll be a whole lot of mindset stuff in there. So it's harder to work with people who have been pressured into saying yes, for example. I know both you and I are very, very clear when something isn't for someone and we will say, I would love to work with you, but right now here's what I would suggest doing for the next six months and then come back and I reckon we'll be in the right place to, to kick off our working relationship then. And, you know, when you can be, it's, it's that whole what goes around comes around. I think when you're in that abundant mindset, what tends to happen is you're sending out a message that you want more of the right people to come your way. And, and those other people who you have treated really well will go and speak kindly about you in the industry. And I think, you know, that's, that's something to be mindful of that we do all communicate with each other and we do all check in about certain programs that we might be looking to invest in. And, and um, you know, if you've had a really great experience behind the scenes where it matters most, not just what people can see publicly, then you're obviously going to speak really highly about that process, which is only going to serve your business in the long run. And we're all about sustainable business, obviously. So that's a huge part of that. You know, you made such a good point at the top of that. You were talking about we're speaking like our ideal clients, we're speaking to brilliant, incredible humans. And I haven't shared this with you, but I had in the back of my mind actually that I was always going to because it was such a great interview. I was listening to, she's one of the editors at Goop. She was on mm -hmm. Alison Rice's podcast offline and she, oh, I'll have to find the episode and, and pop it in the show notes, but something she was talking about as a magazine editor was that she went through this process and I can't remember whether it was when she was at Goop or when she was at a publication prior, but she was talking about how they spent a lot of time ensuring that they were crafting messaging that spoke to their audience as equals and mm. as these incredible, brilliant, witty, intelligent humans. And she made the point of how so many marketers, so many business owners are creating messaging and creating content where they're even I think subconsciously or unconsciously perceiving the customer, perceiving the client, the potential client to be someone who is not as smart. And I was like, wow, you can feel when mm -hmm. someone is, is selling to you and they're not viewing you as a human, but they're viewing the exchange as very uh, robotic and like, this is the thing. This is why it's great buy here like you can feel that and so exactly what you're saying like remembering that person is a human you and I talk so often about how the type of women we get to work with are like yeah. these are all people <laughs> who are like our friends and <laughs> dream clients hashtag dream clients yeah, 100% <laughs> like epic women like we are constantly inspired by I mean I get most of my inspiration from my clients and I'm I'm right. sure you're the same right. yeah yeah I think this is you know we have to continually you said unconscious and I think that's that's the key word there it's we have to continually override what we have seen in sales, marketing, advertising for so many years. And that's that patriarchal bro culture that you were talking about at the start. You know, we have to override that in our minds because 
just because it's been done that way in the past doesn't mean it's the best way. It's just the way that it has been done. And so we get to choose another way that is looking at our ideal client as a super empowered human who actually just has this little thing that they would like to make a change around, you know, that they're looking to shift in their life and whatever that might be. Everything you do is directed by that belief about them. It changes everything. So uh, really, really important. And it takes sales. I mean, it, it is the epitome of soulful sales and we're both all about sales. I don't think sales is anything to be, um, or selling is anything to be scared of. I think, you know, you're sharing a solution to a problem, but when you're coming at it from that perspective, it is completely different in the best possible way. So good. Okay. Last thing, tell us, Rachie, let's talk about uh, higher level touch courses and, and programs and why and how we're seeing that to be yeah such a such a crucial thing right now and such a great differentiator. So, I mean, beating the same drum, everyone wants to be seen and heard, right? We, we don't want to sign up to a program and just be a number. We're being savvier around what we're signing up for. And I think people are now looking for, do I get to speak to either the creator of this program or someone who is very trusted on their team that might be a, a coach or a community manager or something along the way? So there's lots of programs out there by industry leaders that don't have any touch points at all with those industry leaders. And I think we're seeing a shift away from that. People are looking for connection. You know, I'm giving you my money and um, I resonate with you. I've been following your free content. I've been following your pre-launch. So let me at you a little bit. For small business owners, which we all are, we have such an opportunity to leverage ourselves being part of the equation. and. In the coach code, I'll speak to that as the example. One of the things, well, I would say the thing that we got the most um, beautiful glowing feedback around was the fact that we had our weekly live calls and every single person's question was answered. So everyone was seeing, we went around and we did not wrap up that live call until everyone had had a chance to have their time in the spotlight, their coaching and, um, you know, that makes a huge difference to the whole experience because someone has been able to progress along the way. So they're not just coming in feeling all excited at the beginning of a program when the energy is high and then dropping off on week two because they've had no connection with, with the person running it. We were really there. And I think one of the things we marveled about the most was every week we had such high numbers on those calls. It just didn't drop off, did it? It stayed till the very end of the program that we were like, we've still got this, the same amount of people coming on for that coaching every week, which was really incredible, actually. It was. And it was it was great because we then witnessed some epic results that happened because of that engagement. And so something that, you know, we talk about a lot and I think there are definitely people out there in the online space where you see that they kind of miss the point around this is you and I think really consciously about what the experience is of a program rather than just thinking about, well, how can I bring my people into this and then share information with them or sort of talk at them or whatever, where we're thinking about the learning environment and the format of information that's being disseminated and the different touch points. And obviously we're all different types of learners. And so do we have audio content and video content and what are the ways that they can access us? And I do believe that exactly what you said, that's such a differentiator right now, because it means that you're working with somebody who cares about your progress. They care about you getting the result. And ultimately you want to be buying from those people who it's like, Hey, we're, we're telling you that we're going to help you with this. And we've crafted an experience that is going to help you with mm -hmm. that in the best way we know how. And I'm always mindful of not hanging shit on our industry. I think it's just about being discerning purchases, right? There's there's always different levels of care and attention and, and whatever else. And so just being mindful of, okay, if, if you're purchasing, you know, the $199 thing that is telling you it's giving you the world, is it actually? <laughs> Whereas if you're, you know, newer in business, but you're going to invest in, you know, the $1,500 thing, then you're far more likely to get 
more of an experience where you get some of that higher touch. And so I think there's also the, if you're the creator of programs and you're launching something, thinking about how you can weave high touch or that higher touch experience or more connection into the experience. And also as people who are purchasers in the online space, which, you know, you and I are both as well, always being really discerning about what you're buying. Yeah, I think there's there's a fulfillment piece in there too for the people doing the program. There's this, a self-accomplishment, if, if that's a term, where or a feeling of accomplishment that people get when they purchase something and they actually go through it because we all have had experiences of buying a course that sounds really amazing in the moment and thinking that we will carve out the time to do it. And then it's just sitting there on the computer, right? I think we can all probably put our hands up there. I've certainly done that along the way. But when you know that you have someone that you can check in and have a question answered or just also be part of listening to other people's questions and answers, because I think that can also be a really valuable way to learn. I know personally, I'm someone who learns best through observation and that can be through the written word or just hearing things as well. So if someone's asking something, it's probably going to be pretty aligned with what I'm also looking for. And yeah, being in those environments where there is a higher touch component um, is going to give you that. So then that's going to lead you to feeling like I'm really proud of myself. I completed this program. It's not something that's just sitting there gathering dust on the virtual shelves. And also then that comes back to the impact part for for us as creators or or for anyone listening who is out there putting programs out into the world. Just to clarify on this, that doesn't mean that every single program you buy or create needs to be the higher touch program. For example, you know, my Swift Mindset method is, is not that. There's no community element to that, but it's priced accordingly. And it's just thinking about those things when you're creating your business and looking at the different products that you are creating and the services that you're creating and you're thinking about structuring your business model right now if you are looking at you know i would call it your big pumpkin as michael mccallowitz calls it your core offers within your business if you want your core offer to be some sort of coaching program then it would be fair to say that we would really recommend an element of you really being part of that program. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So let's talk about what we've got coming up, my love, because yeah, yeah. really exciting couple of months ahead. I just love that we got to dive into all of that. I just feel I'm smiling thinking about um, the people listening and it just feels like there's so much value in that because it's literally all of the things that you and I talk about day to day through Voxer. Right. Um, (laughs) And so I just feel really grateful for you, you know, coming on this podcast and sharing that with me and us being able to really hone in on, on all of that. And I just hope that it's, I know we both hope that it's so supportive for everyone. So yeah, let's talk about what we got coming up. So we are in our own launch season right now, and we have a really epic challenge, which is kicking off well, next week when, when this airs, it will be, will be next week, which is the client magnet challenge. Do you want to share a little bit about that, Rachie? This is the second time we will be running this challenge. We ran it before round one of the coach code and it went off. It was so much fun. We just, I mean, you said before we could keep talking for hours. It, it really it was one of those things where we had to pull ourselves up to stop on those Facebook lives because there was just so much juice and so much magic there. And we had a really engaged community. It was just yeah, super, super fun. So Uh, fair to say we are excited to be rolling it out again. So the Become a Client Magnet Challenge is teaching you how to become truly magnetic in the way that you show up, share, sell, and serve online. Um, It is for online coaches and service providers. So creatives, consultants, coaches, you are all welcome. It will be super relevant for you. And it is really our three-step process, which is designed to help you firstly master your mindset because mindset is everything, then captivate with your messaging. So be speaking to that ideal client in the words that are going to absolutely resonate with them. 
And then the third day is all about being real, resonant and relatable with your marketing. So that is the marketing strategy component of it. And our goal is really that you come into that challenge and over those three days, you walk away with a heap of clarity and direction on um, how you can start to attract aligned clients into your business who want to buy. And also just going back to what we've been talking about here, who, who rave about working with you because they have had such a great experience from the first minute they've, they've contacted you through to completing the program or, or the coaching package. Yeah. And I think it's also worth mentioning here as well, you know, 2020, it's been a challenging year for so, so many. And in amidst all of that, what we've seen is that the online world has really blown up. And for so many of Rach, you know, you're my clients, they're having more success than ever before. We're seeing huge launches and and amazing things happening. And so if you're looking at, you know, November 2020 and you're feeling the remnants of the year that has been, we get it. And there's a huge opportunity in this online space right now. And we really, really want to support you through that. So uh, it's a great way to start really going, okay, what shifts and changes can I make as we're coming to the end of 2020 and the start of 2021? You and I have been talking so much lately about how we get all the excited feels at this time of year. I mean, your birthday is coming up (laughs) and we're coming into the festive season and it's summer in the Southern Hemisphere. And there's just, yeah, all these good feels. So come and enjoy that energy with us because that's where we're at right now. And we're excited for for what's happening in the online world in this yeah. time. Absolutely. And I think, you know, let's also be real that life is going to life. You know, we're going to move into a new year and things will happen next year. Let's like, let's be really clear. Things will happen in the world. And I think we're looking at how do we build resilience and how do we build these strong foundations in our business so that no matter what is happening out in the world, A, we can adapt and B, we can thrive, you know, and, and that is really what we're seeing with our clients. And Ellie and I are constantly talking about, oh, you know, we're just so proud of this particular client. They've just had this epic launch and they've put the blinkers on to, you know, some of the outside messaging and they've, they've just gone, okay, how can I double down on the things I love to do and the things that are working? So we just want to really help you out with that so that you can go into next year and no matter what's going on in the world, you can feel really solid in knowing where you're going and knowing the steps to take with that and sort of touching those key areas of mindset, messaging and marketing. We will pop over in the show notes where you can come and join us for the Become a Client Magnet Challenge. We would absolutely love to see you over there. And Rachie, where can people come and hang out with you? I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram at the moment. So you can come and find me. It's Rachel C. McDonald. And there's the C in there and then Mac is M-A-C. I need to spell that out because it can get lost in there, but I'm sure we can pop that in the show notes. So Rachel C. McDonald, I'd love to see you over there. Come and send me a DM if you've listened to the episode. So good. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. 